Hello, everyone. This is Sonata Alice, and you're listening to episode 23 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Alrighty, so as you guys can see, we'll be talking again about opposite sex friendships, but this time from a male perspective. So if you didn't catch the first one, it was from a female perspective with one of my friends. This episode is going to be from a male perspective. So I actually enjoyed this conversation. I think these guys kind of gave us some insight into why they enjoy opposite sex friendships, maybe their past preconceived notions about them and just things that they've learned. So yeah, let's get right into it. Alrighty, here we are. As you guys can see, me and my friends, we're doing a reboot of the Opposite Sex Friendships episode. It was called upon and I feel ambushed, but we'll see what this turns out to be. But before we start, just introduce yourselves quickly, just something about you, and then we'll start. Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Everett. Met Sonata. Actually, all three of them, Mike and Josiah, all in college. We went to Southeastern together. Heck yeah. Something real quick about me. I'm 26. I don't know. I'm excited to get into this conversation. Single, ready to mingle? Yes, sir. Cool. Allende. Ah. Allende. My name is Michael. Same thing. Met everybody in college and uh, just recently moved. Just recently, me and my wife and daughter, we just moved to New York City. So we are in East Harlem up in New York. And yeah, also ready to get into this conversation. Just left the teaching profession. Love those kids, but I was ready to move on. So off to <laughs> The Lord had better things. things for you. <laughs> right, right, right. Different things. My name is Josiah. Same as ever. We've all been friends for like six, seven years. It's absolutely crazy that we've it all really been friends is. so long and we're all getting old now and people are starting to get married and move and be in careers. So it's been a really cool journey to see everyone kind of like grow up together and, and kind of move into that next stage of life. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. Like we've been friends since like freshman, like first semester freshman year, mm-hmm. like our whole friend group. So if you guys listen to the episode on pornography, Aaron and Bradford are also in the same friend group that we all kind of, I guess, grew up together, which is kind of wild, but mm-hmm. yeah. Alrighty, so as you guys may already know, the first question I usually ask people who come on the podcast is, what is one characteristic of God, the Trinity, that has been made evident in your life? So I guess, Mike, you can go first. Rabia said one, one characteristic yeah. of the Trinity. I would say, wow, I would say they're uh, God's patience. Mm. This patience has been very, very good and very timely uh, in this season. And I've always wanted to come back to New York, give you a perfect example, always wanted to come back, but everything had to line up perfectly, which means a certain, I don't wanna like, I'm not really too big into numbers or nothing, but everything had to line up and, and happen at a certain time. So for us to be here in this season, within this time, it just happened perfectly. Everything fell into place. So it, it was just all about patience to help us get here. So I'd say God's patience and not only, you know, he's patient with us, but also the plans that he has. I mean, we hear that, but it, it all happens within a certain time. So he's been faithful. That's good. All right, Everett. Yeah, I'd say protection, right? I think here recently it's just become more and more apparent to me how God has protected me 
from all sorts of harm, from pain, suffering, all kinds of things. It's really kind of the way I've described it is that he's preserved me in a lot of ways. So kept me from the heartache of a lot of different types of sin, which has been, I didn't used to see my testimony as a testimony, but that's been mm. the thing that's become very clear to me recently. So I'm really grateful for that. That's good. All right, Josiah. Yeah. I would say favor. I know favor is like a big churchy word, but like, honestly, God's just done so much in my life and set me up in such a way that like, I really can't take a lot of credit for really anything. God just continually blesses me and has put so many opportunities in front of me that it just makes me want to point back to him. So, you know, if it's career or just relationships or financial, God's just been, had so much favor over my life and, and blessed me in such ways that like, all I want to do is kind of tell people about him as a result of it. So he's just had a blessing over my life and I'm internally grateful for it. Yeah. Man, I love asking this question because people always have different answers. Like, oh my gosh, God is so like complex and intimate with each and every one of us, like in a different way. So I just love that. So let's get into it. As I said earlier, you guys ambushed me. So I just want to know what inspired this conversation for you guys. Well, shoot, Mike it, said, it, I'm doing, he told us he was like, he's only going to do this if y'all hop on. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike, what inspired you? All right. So I listened to the episode, I think episode 14 it was with Elisa about, Elisa yeah. about opposite sex friendships. And I thought it was a good episode. And I thought, yo, it'll be really dope to hear this from the male perspective because you're essentially interviewing her and having the female perspective of it. And another reason why I asked for Evan and Josiah to come in is, you know, two of my closest friends, but also I wasn't ready for a (laughs) one-on-one, one-on-one interview. So, you know, they they, they could fill in the, you know, they could fill in the spots that I, like maybe I can't fill in, but also, all three of us are in three completely different spaces. So yeah. Everett is a single person, Josiah is in a relationship, and I'm married with child. Yeah. So I feel like all three of us could offer a whole bunch of different perspectives on this topic. So I thought it was perfect for us three. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I guess I'll just ask the opening question for you guys. So what has been your experience in the church with like how things were viewed with opposite sex friendships? I think, honestly, it just didn't get a lot of, there was not much emphasis on it. You know, it, it seems like at least growing up, so both of my parents are pastors, and I actually didn't have much of a, like, youth group or, like, a youth ministry type of involvement. It was very small, so I didn't really get to participate in that very much. Like, my parents' perspective was that, you know, of course I could have female friends. I just kind of didn't. <laughs> in general. So I do have two sisters, though. My first cousin, who the cousin I spend the most time with is also a girl. And so I was very comfortable and never felt like there was any, I guess, barriers to spending time with girls or anything. There was no taboo, at least for me. But I think there's a lot of focus on like singleness and kind of like separation like as as part of holiness or whatever and then on the other side 
is like marriage, like is what the emphasis is. And there's not really much time spent discussing like what does it mean just to hang out to be friends with the opposite gender, opposite sex. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And that's why I literally did this episode because, well, the episode on platonic relationships in particular, I think it was the third episode because like it's never talked about. It's either like you're single or you're married. Right. Like it's never like what you're doing in your singleness. How you get there. Right. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What about you guys? What do you guys think? What's your experience been in church? It's funny because these guys know we all used to, I guess for some context, we were roommates for years. So we've we've had all the 2 a.m. conversations that you can imagine, and several of them were about female friendships. So I think that's mm. part of the reason why Mike called on this. Um, yeah, that too. And <laughs> do tell, do tell. <laughs> that too. And so we, we, we've talked about this in private, and it was funny because on a lot of those conversations, my perspective was super limited on female friendships that I just couldn't wrap my head around like female friendships. I couldn't understand how guys and girls can be friends and there could be no romance involved. Because up to that point and up to maybe even this year, I haven't really had a platonic female friendship. So any relationship I had, either I was interested in the girl or the girl's interested in me. And I couldn't really find the context outside of that. I'm also the oldest of three brothers. So I didn't grow up around girls in any way. I've always been surrounded by boys and sports and video games so even anything that could be co-ed in a way, like I was, wasn't in a lot of those environments. So yeah. honestly, it wasn't until this year that I started going to a new church that has a lot of real deep platonic friendships already established in its community that I started understanding what that could actually look like in the church. So mm. I remember telling Everett this, like one of my first two one or two months in the church, there was this girl that asked me out for breakfast. And I was like, oh, okay, here it goes. Like, here, <laughs> this is precarious. Like, what's going on? And I'd started telling everyone, I think she's interested. And I and I had all this all, had all this thoughts in my head I was building up. But then over time, I learned that she truly was just interested in getting to know me. We served alongside each other in the youth group. And I was a, a new interested leader to join the youth group. And she truly just wanted to sit down with me and learn about me, learn about my family, learn about the past churches I've been in, learn about the things I was interested just for the sake of being friends. And it took me months to understand that. And I've since told her how much I've appreciated that because it's helped me understand the value of that friendship. And since then, over this year, I've gained so many female friendships in that church and even outside of that church because of her doing something as simple as asking me out to breakfast and not having other intentions or anything like right. that. It kind of brought down a lot of those misconceptions for me. So I've grown a lot in this conversation and, and in, in my perspective <laughs> and experience, even in just this last year. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. And I think your, your past beliefs is what's hurting us <laughs> in like platonic relationships. Cause you're like, Oh, she, she's for sure feeling me. <laughs> when in reality, she's just like, I mean, I just wanted to know your favorite color. <laughs> And how your family's doing. (laughs) Yeah, so what about you, Mike? Yo, you know what's crazy? I'm sure we'll probably get to this later on in this podcast, but Josiah, I'm actually leaning more towards your older view of, like, Mm. relationships. Uh Interesting. 
we'll get into all that later on. But to answer the, to original question, I would say at church, I mean, we had a youth group. So this is this is Bronx, New York. So we had a youth group and all of our youth leaders basically said, yo, just hang out in groups. No, none of that one on one stuff. Hang out in groups. And we had this one youth leader. I won't say his name because I love him. But this one dude, he basically said, yo, if you ever hang out with the girl one on one, what's going to happen is you're going to mess around. You're gonna something might happen, but yet one you might get pregnant, and then you're all of a sudden your whole trajectory. He had this whole timeline, right? It was like, it was like a timeline that would have just been messed up. Said so it was like, yo, you would have oh been, God. you would have been high school, college, and then you would have gotten into your whole career. But then if you if you hang out with a girl, you're gonna get her pregnant. That's gonna mess up the timeline, and then instead of going to college, you can't go to college because you you a father, and now you and then now because you what time are you gonna have to go to college? when you just got a baby and then you're going to be pregnant and, gonna, and then you're going to have to work at McDonald's. So, oh, wow. So no, that no was like, right, 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 right. However, he made it seem like, you know, that that's just, is that what you want? And if that's oh, not what gosh. you want, you better hang out in groups. So how are you married right now? <laughs> that's yo, what I, I need to know. <laughs> I haven't gone to that church in a while. <laughs> but <laughs> even outside of that, it's like, and it was great times there. And he was just a particular person who was very, very, very conservative. It was like your uncle who would just talk a whole lot of a whole lot of nonsense, yeah. but still, still loved you at the end of the day. So that was my yeah. That's that's what friendships is like in groups with the opposite sex. And I can only really account for high school and middle school because in college. I'm not not really active in one particular church. I wasn't active in one particular church for a while. I think we all kind of church hopped here or there. Yeah. And I know eventually I kind of found a church in Tampa that I, I liked, but that was like way after the fact. So, yeah, I'd say that's what my experience is like. Yeah. And that's what kind of what I was talking about in the last episode about opposite sex friendships. Like they kind of set us up for failure with those kinds of conversations, because if you took that seriously, it's like, oh, I can never spend time with girls. You may start feeling guilt when you spend time with girls alone, even though there's nothing actually happening. So, yeah, that ruins things. But what did you want to say? Where were we going with the other thing you're going to say? All right. So. (laughs) All right. And this is one reason why I said, all right, maybe it'll be cool to have the male perspective on Mm -hmm. this type of topic as well. And Josiah Everett, y'all can agree or disagree, whichever way you want to go. But me personally, I think whenever you meet a person, whether it be male or female, I think there is something that happens intrinsically where you are wondering, all right, how compatible are we? And do you see yourself being... I mean, just obviously first meeting, no one's talking about getting married tomorrow, but like, do you see yourself like, all right, I like, I enjoy hanging out with this person. I may want to pursue something with this person, but if not, then all right, cool. We, we just, we just friends, whatever. I think either the male or female has that in the back of their mind whenever they're hanging out with somebody. And I'm only attesting for me personally in my life that I can think of since I was like a teenager up till now. All of my female friendships, for the most part, there was either something there or like me thinking that I, you know, could see myself with her or vice versa. I don't mean we was in a relationship or nothing, but there was just always something in me like, yo, I could do this or like, nah, I wouldn't do that. But then she would say, oh, yeah, I used to like you. So 
Mm. I think so. I guess I'm saying I'm I'm not like all the way where Josiah used to be, but I do think there's something in us that says, "Yo, we're thinking about compatibility," like without even really thinking about compatibility. If yeah, that makes I'd sense. have to agree with that because I think initially where everyone's always thinking that because we know what happens between men and women. Like no matter what gender you are, men are thinking it, women are thinking it. But I think that whole thought process can happen within like the first ten seconds, like you kind of figure it out in the first conversation. And then after that, it's easier to kind of just be friends. But what do you guys think? I mean, I assume we're just talking like right now that that's in every situation like that, that you're just attracted to the person or at least you find them attractive enough to consider that, right? Cause like, I mean, yeah. you can be friends with the opposite sex and just not be attracted to them. That in which true. case, like those thoughts are, they're not going through my mind. So mm-hmm. they get this, that's a distinction. But I mean, obviously, yeah, for cases where, you know, I find a girl attractive, then yeah, those thoughts are going to go through my mind. Mm-hmm. Do you have any input, Josiah? Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of that comes down to like just that physical attraction. And that's something that I agree can be decided pretty quickly. And it could be not just physical and like in terms of, or more of a visual attraction. Like a lot of times you see guys are like, we're super visual creatures. So we have to like, we see a girl like, Oh, she's very pretty. Or you can see a certain side of her. Maybe she's really funny or engaging or adventurous or whatever. Like that initial impression can make a decision of, Oh, this is a candidate. This is on the the list of someone that I would pursue or not. And then in all honesty, I agree with Mike. I would be shocked to see if a guy that makes that decision initially that says hey i am attracted this is a potential person that i would consider pursuing a relationship with that if they make that decision early that that's not that consideration isn't part of their conversations and relationship throughout until there's some point of they get into a relationship or he's friend zoned or the guys can have that in the back of their mind i've experienced that in my own life from the at least from the guy's perspective that if there's ever been someone i'm interested in part of the consideration has been a potential relationship. So so I was talking to some other guys about this as well. And you know, these men. And one of them said that you can't be friends with a girl. You can't you just can't be friends with a girl like you've probably liked her in the past or you do like her. You can't be friends with her. So I'm wondering, is it like a male thing that you guys like? Is it a man like perspective where it's like, oh, you're always thinking like, it can't happen. It can't be a possibility. Oh, uh, I mean, honestly, this debate, you see it online all the time. <laughs> it's like perpetually. I feel like Twitter. men go hard for like, no, nah, you can't. There's no way yeah. somebody's attracted to somebody. No, there is a split. And I would say in most cases, there is at least some level of attraction. Like Josiah said, men are visual creatures, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. personally, I feel like the majority of people in general have at least enough qualities that make them attractive as well as male and female like i feel like people in general tend to be good looking enough you know to, <laughs> to, to <laughs> look like i don't like calling people ugly i feel like there's very few actually ugly people and when you see them you know and you feel bad <laughs> but, oh. <laughs> ugly people do exist you heard well, it here they first do exist. It's ugly people do exist i say it all the time i don't mean to be well, mean but it's a real thing it is real but yeah so since most people i feel like are 
<laughs> an acceptable level of attractiveness for like potential relationships and everything. And since guys are visual creatures, and that's like, you know, the that's the thing that we pick up on immediately. It's always going to be the first thing. You know, girls too. Obviously, you see someone across the room. That's all you got to work off of until you know you have a conversation or something. But yeah, I think I do believe it's it's absolutely possible for sure to be friends with the opposite sex and it strictly be platonic. However, I would say that, at least from the guy's perspective, that thought probably does go through your mind about nine times out of ten. <laughs> so even back to my point when I said, like, if you're not attracted to them, then obviously it's like those thoughts aren't probably going to show up at all. Yeah, You're, you're always probably going to be thinking of it strictly platonically. But yeah. in the vast majority of cases, the thought does cross your mind. You know, and I could say for myself, it definitely it'll cross my mind. Whether I dwell so, on it or not, you know, that depends because, like, personality, you know, has a whole lot to play as well. Because yeah. personality, <laughs> you might have a weak personality. It might kill it real quick. Any thoughts? But that's what I was thinking too. Like, you can be attractive, then your personality, people are like, Ugh. yeah, or even our goals. Mm. You know, character, character is mm. huge. I think. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, so that kind of, I think that kind of plays into singleness. But what do you guys think about having opposite sex friends in relationships? Like, if you, like your partner having opposite sex friends? I'd say for me, most of my friends that I have have been my friends since I was like in middle school. So I'd say it's a little bit different because they've just kind of, like, we've just been friends for forever. Like, at this point, it's like we're like siblings. But I will say, and Lindsay knows them all. That's my wife. Lindsay knows most of my friends that I've known for forever. But I will say that making new friends now, I normally it's like they're they become our friends. So like they're introduced to us like around the same time. Or if I meet them, then it's like yeah, let me introduce you to to my wife. And that's just normally how I, yeah, that's how it normally goes. Just like dish with, it off to Lindsay. <laughs> Right, right, right. Like, yeah, I know you, you want to go this way. Or just go to the baby, because I know you're not really here for me. So, just, yeah, one of the two is where that normally goes. That's funny. What do you guys think, Josiah? Yeah, I'm in a serious relationship that's kind of newer, too. So over the last few months, we've kind of done all meet the friends, meet the family type deal. And I think a lot of that, having friends of the opposite gender, has kind of just come down to trust, and at least in my relationship. Like I trust her to go out to lunch with a guy friend and it strictly be platonic or talking about, you know, church. Like for example, we, me and her, we serve in the same ministry and there's a lot of young adults that serve in that same ministry and we all are genuine friends. So there are a lot of times that we work on small groups together. We'll be, we'll be assigned to different youth students as leaders. So we need to spend time and to be productive, honestly, we need to spend time alone to talk about how to lead our teams. So I'm assigned, for example, to a small group with a girl, with a girl, and she has to have the trust to trust me that I can go out to to coffee with that as my beautiful girlfriend walks in the room right now. <laughs> uh-huh. She needs to trust me that I can go to Starbucks alone with this girl and mm-hmm. nothing silly or funny is going on. The same way that she's paired up with a guy for her small mm-hmm. group. I need to trust that they can go out to lunch and talk about the plans that they have in place for their small group for camp or whatever. And there's nothing silly going on. And then we can come back together and hang out as a group and nothing, there's no jealousy or anything like that. So most of that has come down to trust in my relationship. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you're talking, I was thinking like, that's kind of what the safety of Christianity brings to your relationship because like, you know, her morals and where she stands. Like, that's why it's so beautiful not to be unequally yoked because you guys have the same understanding of what the scripture says and, and you desire to please God. So that trust is going to be easier to form and be there. Whereas outside of the, our Christian world, it's like, you know, he might do it or she might. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of made me think of that. Yeah. I'd like to add. What did you say, Mike? I said, hopefully. <laughs> right. Hopefully. Right. Yeah, There's like still a hope. Right. And that's where trust lands as well. Actually, it's funny. I was just watching a series, part of a series today that actually Josiah's girlfriend, Amy, recommended to me about relationships. That's Transformation Church. And okay. uh, they had a panel talking about actually various different stages of relationships. There was singleness. And they had married couples. And they had dating couple. They had some that had been through divorce as well. But one of the things they talked about, specifically the married couple, they were saying that having opposite sex friends like mike mentioned it's like they have to be a friend of the couple like (laughs) the man and the woman together like there's no Mm -hmm. oh the man has a female friend and they just kind of on the side and like she's not a friend of his wife like they're talking about how that's not acceptable because that just opens the door for all kinds of doubt even if you know nothing's going on like that's Mm -hmm. a burden that you're placing on your spouse Mm mm-hmm even if the spouse trusts you, like that's still an act. Like they, they, that trust has to be continual, right? Like mm-hmm. a seed of doubt can come in at any time. And so, yeah, I think I would definitely agree with that as a perspective I hadn't thought about, obviously, because I'm single. <laughs> that makes perfect sense to me that any friendship should be, you become a friend of the couple, right? So like right. there's no, nothing going on that's hidden and i say i'm a name drop right quick but freddie i'm in victoria you know they just got married i feel like they do an excellent job of that oh for sure you know they host all the time me and josiah are at their place all the time and it's a bunch of single people that they host it's a bunch of people in relationships that come and it's like everybody's a friend of both of them both freddie and Mm -hmm. victoria and i think they do a fantastic job of modeling mike as well mike and Lindsay. I don't yeah. like there's they Mike and Lindsay don't hide <laughs> anybody, any friends from, you know, one another. They make it clear like, hey, this is my wife. <laughs> this is my husband. So, right. And I love that. Yeah, I think that Good is job, awesome. Mike. And also, like, I think that's a part of being a part of the church, too. Like, it's supposed to be a community. So why would you, like, separate a person and like make sure they're like they're only your friend like it's just beautiful that mike and freddie allow times like that where it's not weird that there's a girl or maybe there might be more girls or more guys there and it just doesn't matter like it's not that deep exactly <laughs> so do you guys think there's like have you ever heard of like situations where people have just said like no you can't be friends with this person for various reasons like like in terms of a married couple or just a married couple or in dating? a relationship yeah definitely at my old church <laughs> a whole lot of that a whole lot of that that's toxic sorry to hear yeah, that for that church and honestly my friends and i don't know if we were being serious or if we were just kind of joking around it was in a group chat you can't i mean sometimes you could tell but sometimes you can't 
Pitt was telling me of like, you know, like just some of the things and the loops and the hoops that we had to go through in our youth group and going into adulthood that kind of messed with them and kind of stuck with them as they went to college and stuff. Like some of some of my friends felt really terrible about dating. Like they felt like, yo, we, we could never, ever do this because whatever reason, mm. Just for whatever reason, it'll just take away it'll just take away your holiness in, in some type of way. Some of my friends, some of my friends. But like I said, this was said in the group chat, so I can't really tell mm-hmm. if we were serious or not. Right, but also Could how it, do you date and then wait, how do you not date and then want to be married? <laughs> it just Yeah. Does there was a lot of steps missed back uh, in the day. <laughs> a lot of steps like, missed. Like how do you get to being married if you don't date anyone? That's so interesting. Yeah. A lot okay. Of steps yeah, that is very interesting. I need more. I need to know more. <laughs> like, what else was happening at this church that you can remember with opposite sex mm-hmm. relationships? I mean, so we were, so like I said, we were teenagers. So yeah, I don't know of like of your guys' experiences of, with dating as teenagers. If yeah. did you guys date as teenagers? I no. guess. I mean, no one really takes it seriously. I don't feel like right, right, and that's the thing. So nobody really took it seriously. So. Yeah. I think folks in, in our in our old church is like, all right, well, what's the point? If you know it's just not gonna be taken seriously. And like I said, the timeline I was given was college and career or pregnant Pregnancy and McDonald's. Flipping burgers. Which nothing wrong with that. Right now they're actually paying folks for interviews, so that's oh. it might oh, be wow. might be lucrative. Wow. They are. <laughs> there there was there were signs up for, for folks like, yo, if you just get an interview and we'll we'll pay you fifty dollars. So what? just saying. I'm just COVID made things tough. Wow. Well, you I'm know what, guys? Saying. If you're if you're jobless, go out there and get one, <laughs> or at least go to an interview and get some fifty bucks. That's great. Okay. Right. Well, right. Off topic, but <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But also, I think that's detrimental because if you actually took their word for it, like it's the same thing with how they handle sex with us when we're younger too. Like, don't have sex, you'll you'll get pregnant and die or whatever. Like. And then kids hold on to that stuff, regardless of if in that time they're not going to actually be having sex. They grow up. Like, I think people forget that. We grow up. So that same flawed information we had when we were teenagers is going to follow us. It doesn't just go away. Mm -hmm. So tragic. But one question I want to ask you guys, because I think a lot of guys find solace in opposite sex relationships. I want to ask you guys if you feel like it's easier for you to be vulnerable and emotional with opposite sex friendships? I'll say, yeah, 100%. It's kind of, I think that's been one of the biggest revelations of like female friendships for me is how deep and emotional the conversations are. The girl that I previously mentioned that was, she asked me out to breakfast and strictly platonic. And we've since then developed a really great friendship. And one of the things that she does really, really well and she'll ask questions. Like when we are at church, she'll just ask me questions, but then they're not just surface level questions. They're not just like, how are you? How's your day? How are you doing? They're, you know, how does work make you feel? Or tell me a little bit about your childhood growing up or even something as silly as like, what was your favorite childhood holiday or something like that? They're always deep questions. And a lot of times, mm-hmm. at least in conversations with guys, it feels like our conversations only go so deep even with our closest friendships, like I've known Mike and Everett for probably eight or nine years each. And our conversations, even to this day, can sometimes only go so deep emotionally. But even with this, some of the friendships I have 
now with female friends, they're two or three levels deeper emotionally. So either they're touching on my feelings or they're touching on past hurt or they're touching on moments that were really happy in my life, but they're deeper. And that emotional kind of perspective that a female provides has been like super valuable, especially for me. Like my personality type is very kind of emotionally flat. I'm a more head think analytical type person. So these female friendships have helped touch different parts of my emotions that I'm learning about now. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that for you. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think I would say that, you know, Mike and Josiah are basically my closest friends and, you know, the rest of the guys, Bradford, all of them. We have a freedom, I think, because, you know, we're all in Christ that it is it's not hard to talk about, to be vulnerable in a sense, emotionally. It's just like Josiah was saying, though, as guys, it really doesn't happen often. It, it happens like when it's needed and it's not like a an everyday thing at all so thankfully it's available though but i think with women it's far more accessible and there's a sort of ease it's just you can get to it quicker i don't know if i would say there's like less pressure or anything but that ease i would say i think because women seem to be much more fluent in emotion, basically. Yeah, that makes sense. On average, I would say. See, I, I definitely appreciate relationships with with women in general, just because there is an entire element, like you're able to discuss so many different topics that you don't even realize as a guy that you just don't give any attention to. So yeah, it, there's a, a freedom, I think. And I think God knew what he was doing. <laughs> What he made Eve, yeah. right? He said it ain't good for a man to be alone, and he was spitting. <laughs> the first bar in all of history. It ain't Maybe. good for a man to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and I, I would definitely agree to that. And I would even give an example. So let's say definitely 100% in having a female companion there's just multiple layers you can get to. But I think with men, maybe there's just a maybe we have a general understanding of certain things that we just don't feel like we have to go in depth with because it's like we want to protect our whatever, insert whatever, our ego, our masculinity, our whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you an example. Let's say something that I went through is, you know, let's say something like pornography, right? So if I there if if I'm talking with the guys about pornography, right? And saying, yo, watched it last night. It's crazy. Pray for me. Yeah, bro, we'll pray for you. Cool. Now, one time, and then we just move on. That's just, that's the end of it. Or, and then like, you know, check in. Hey, it's been a week. Have you been? Two weeks. You've been good. Or maybe I'm still doing it. Don't say nothing. All right. So now, but with Lindsay, and (laughs) this is even crazy to say because Lindsay's actually in the kitchen so she can hear everything I'm saying. So this is while we were dating, I think, maybe like a year into dating. And we're just driving around the lake, Lake Collinsworth, and I think I'm telling her, I'm telling her, I don't know how we got the topic of pornography, but I think I told her that, yeah, I watched, or maybe I did watch the, the night before, or maybe something. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but I remember this conversation very vividly, because mm-hmm. no one's ever did this to me before, and I've also never talked openly about pornography with a female before. So she said, I'm sure I probably asked her to pray for me, but then she said, so... So what goes through your mind when you're watching pornography? 
And I was like, huh? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then she says, like, what happens, like, so when you click the websites and you actually search, like, like, and, and what are you looking for? And what, like, are you imagining yourself? And, like, nobody ever asked me that before. Depth, and I yeah. was like, oh, my God, this hurts. What are you, why are you unpeeling, unraveling all this stuff? So getting to the nitty gritty of it and, like, the, the, psych, the, psych, the psyche of it and mm-hmm. doing something like that. Number one, showed me that, all right, cool, this is wifey material. But number yeah. two, this is, like, this, this shows, okay... There's definitely a difference in male and female relationships from male to male and male to female. Because I would have never had had that conversation. To say I've never talked that much and that openly about it before with anyone other yeah. than my now wife. So I don't think I would have have gotten like that unless I was like with a therapist or something. So yeah, that was that was that was something. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think like it's kind of a good thing, but also not a good thing. But I think like you guys were saying like we were not meant to be alone. So when God created Eve for Adam, like there was a reason and we complement each other. So maybe it's not horrible that guys don't go as deep, but because you have companions on earth that are women that are made this way, you have access to that even in, in marriage, in dating or in singleness. Like you, we all have access to this relationships. And I've talked about in past episodes, like you are, cutting yourself off off and like losing if you don't realize that you're allowed to be in these relationships at any stage because what you all three of you just said was like you found a sense of safety or a depth or you're learning more about yourself in these relationships so if we cut ourselves off from that and only think like i can only hang around guys or i can only hang around girls you're losing so much and you're lacking growth as well so yeah that's what i feel like is so important with this subject. Like if there's one thing people can take from this, like you're allowed to be friends with the opposite sex. It is not bad. And all these men have talked about how they benefited from relationships with women. But that also leads me to this question. What do you guys think girls may benefit from being in relationship with you guys? Maybe this is a question for me to ask women, but I just want to hear what you guys think. Okay. I think like Josiah said, the emotional stability actually is huge, which, you know, maybe not all guys are super emotionally stable, <laughs> but I think the majority of guys tend to be more, and I, I don't know if I said stability, that's not the, the best word, but like, I guess a kind of a constant. I think there's a baseline that we don't really stray from. I know for myself, I kind of return to a baseline, even if when I do experience negative emotions or anything, or I get to the point where I am, you know, worried or anxious about something. It doesn't happen too often, and I return to it quickly. So there is a, I think, can be an emotional anchor in a sense, even though we're not like super, <laughs> when you're healthy, I would say too. If you're not, I guess, attached or in relationship with people who can really come back to like senses bring down to earth type thing. You know, emotions can be flighty as well. Yeah. And emotions can send you <laughs> spiraling if you let them. And so I think because men tend to be more towards that logical end, there's like, it's a counterbalance. And so just like you are saying, men and women complement each other. I think that's 
what we provide. So even when we can be dense, emotionally dense, it can also still be positive and that could be a kind of anchor or a rooting, a grounding back to, you know, the, the things that are like factual, things that are true, right? Instead of whatever falsities or misconceptions, emotions may lead you to hold on to. Yeah. That's good. What do you guys think? I would say problem solving. Because like, is, there's this whole cliche that girl comes home from work and <laughs> it's not a cliche, it's a real thing. Yeah, girl comes home from work, had going. a bad day at work <laughs> and she's like, I can't believe my boss did this or I can't believe so-and-so and, and they're just pouring out and then I, mm-hmm. from experience, or the guy in the cliche is like, well then just do this or the solution's this or you should just change the way you approach this mm-hmm. but the girl doesn't care about that at all the girl just really wants to be heard out and, right. and be told that her her feelings matter and and she's right and that's it's okay to feel that way but to that point there is a natural tendency for guys to fix the problem or want mm-hmm. to fix the problem and, and find that almost as kind of to everett's point clear mind to say hey i think this is really the way to move forward in this situation and it's just a cool like relationship or dynamic of a relationship where girls are more in, in touch with how they feel, how other people feel about a situation. And this is generalization where guys are typically more focused on the, the logistics of the, the problem solving or the actual application or the plan and the problem solving. And I think girls can benefit from that more logical approach to things where guys can benefit from the more emotional in tune with the way people feel about things and that's the balance dang i i was gonna go with what some that just i said seeing the balance between logical and emotional and how they're both important so it'll yeah. just be a, a reiteration of that so i would agree with them yeah agree with them you both. guys gave some great answers i actually didn't know what <laughs> where it would go so <laughs> i really like whatever said about like the emotional anchor that's like awesome because I kind of imagine like the anchors in the ground, but like the female kind of has room to move around, but like she's never going too far. So I think that's really cool. You guys, men are more like forward thinking, logical. So that is helpful. Even when we don't want it, I'm sure like sometimes we come back and we're like, you know what? I thought about it. You're right. (laughs) So this is what I'll do. (laughs) So yeah, I think that's awesome. Cool. That's cool to see the beauty of like how God created us together. So is there anything else you guys want to add? Like, is there something you want the people to know about opposite sex friendships that's important to you? I would just say as someone, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, as as someone as a recovering (laughs) misinformed or yeah, as a person that didn't believe in female friendships for 25 years in year 26, I learned that they really can't exist. Like I think it took a certain level of maturity for me and new experience. So if, if you can't wrap your head around how that works, you might just need to put yourself in a different environment or meet some different types of people to gain a new experience. Because once I did that, I started finding platonic female friendships and my perspective has now been opened. I think you're going to be limited by your experiences and your perspective of things. So if you kind of more line up with the school of thought of there's just no way you can have a female friend. I'm going to like them or they're going to like me. I would almost challenge you to try to gain a new experience. Go go to a different environment, meet some new people, and that might change that. Yeah, that's good. 
Um, I'd like to add, touch on that episode 14 too that you did with Elisa, where you mentioned the text she got. She been, she talked to her friend oh, and yes. he said, I don't text girls after 11. Yo, that was funny. <laughs> Yo, that was funny. <laughs> what I mean, listen um, to that episode, please. I, you, I did. Y'all gave him, tried to give him a little bit of benefit of doubt or whatever and talked about the boundaries. Tried. But I did want to touch on the boundaries real quick, just from, I had a little bit of a spiritual perspective, I guess. The boundaries, you know, are there to protect yourself. But I think a lot of people also in considering like opposite sex friendships and everything there can be a lot of fear in trying to navigate like oh well is this okay or i have just boldness <laughs> in the wrong direction be like trying to test okay well, how close can i get to the line <laughs> and i think the perspective to have is right like boundaries are necessary when there's temptation when there is i guess a trending towards potential sin Right. So if there's no temptation involved or, you know, precariousness <laughs> going on, <laughs> then you don't have to be, you know, up in arms and, and anxious and everything about like, oh, OK, well, how do I keep my purity or how do I stay safe or whatever? Like you can just be it's not that serious. <laughs> but yes. if you're on the other hand, where it's like, OK, I'm struggling, like I'm trying to do some things I know I don't need to do then you need to set some boundaries real quick. And it's interesting because I'm someone who typically, I think I have a very strong inner peace about my own boundaries, but I'm actually in a season right now where I am having to reassess. And so I'm kind of speaking to myself too, but I hope that's a blessing mm-hmm. to someone out there that's listening. Yeah. What about you, Mike? I would say if you're a church leader, let it be known that it's okay to have friendships with people of the opposite sex. And for the parents out there who may be listening, a part of me knowing that I have a daughter, so as she gets older, I am probably going to do a thousand backtracks as she gets to elementary, middle, high school, which is still so crazy to say. So a part of me, there's a part of me that wants to keep her like as sheltered and closed in as much because I'm like, yo, that's my daughter. I don't care what mm-hmm. y'all think. I don't care what's going on in the world. As for me and my house, we ain't doing all that. So <laughs> there's a part of me that wants to do that. But then there's the next part of me is like, yo, that's really, that could really be unhealthy for her in the long term, even in the, like, yeah, just her, her in the long term. So I, I have to make sure to get out that mindset of, yeah relationships being taboo so yeah yeah challenge your mindsets i kind of like what josiah said challenge yeah challenge the way you think about things and that's kind of what i was gonna talk about too like everett and what you're saying mike like new experiences kind of bring new opportunities for boundaries as well like i thought i would act this way or this would always be my viewpoint or i thought i'd always be fine in in this situation but then you're confronted with that situation you're like oh this is what they're talking about this is harder than i thought Mm -hmm. so Yeah, I think it's mindset and you just, I think just trusting the Lord to just speak and boundaries is going to be really important in those situations. So, yes, I have enjoyed this combo with you guys. I hope everybody got some good stuff. And once again, you know, like we've been saying, just take it easy. You know, it's not that deep to be in opposite sex friendships. And also it's really fulfilling to be in them. So 
As you guys know, you can listen to the or you can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on Instagram. And as I always tell you guys, remember to speak the truth in love. Bye.